When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yeah, I was four years old. Um, it was in Bali, Indonesia, and it was my first bungee jump. I was, um, there's actually a photo of me with my dad on the jump deck. And it actually looks like I'm naked because I'm only wearing, um, uh, like, a bikini bottom. <laughs> so with the harness, you can, like, you can only see the harness. So I'm just this little girl with curly hair holding on to my dad. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a pretty funny moment. Um, but, yeah, I had a great time. And, um, yeah, here we are today, uh, like, nearly 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, They say moments like that can have quite an impression on young children. Did that have an impression on you? I would definitely say so. Um, it was probably like the first like real crazy thing that I ever did that had like that big adrenaline rush um, that I get with skiing as well. Your dad, your dad AJ says you're more radical than he is. Now he's pretty radical, but when he says that, what's he referring to? Uh, I mean, I think for him, everything's like a lot more calculated and like more safe in a way because um, there's a lot of like science behind bungee jumping and the way you you uh, calculate it all for it mm. to happen in the best way possible and I guess um, for us skiers it is calculated most of it but I mean there's always the element of risk because I mean you might I don't know something happens and you get distracted and then um, you still have to land on your two feet and sometimes you don't so yeah, and I guess you're landing on on snow, which is usually pretty hard surface uh, at a high speed from pretty um, uh, big height. So yeah, I guess it's different, but has a lot of similarities. At, <laughs> at what age, Margot, did you decide that, that just ski racing wasn't for you and you needed to go free skiing? Uh, I was about ten years old or eleven, and I'd been ski racing at my local ski club in. Um, a little village called Manigo in France. It's close to um, La Cruzade. I don't know if you've heard about that ski area. Um, but, yeah, I grew up here. Um, and, yeah, beautiful mountains. But, unfortunately, ski racing wasn't that fun. Well, the only fun bit was, like, all the friends that I made. Uh, but the coaches were a bit, um, a bit too serious for me. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted a bit more fun. And then I went and tried out the freestyle club um, next door which was Zakuza and I had so much fun and uh, met a bunch more friends there and and yeah that was the start of it. When you go free skiing in France do you suddenly get frowned upon by the the traditionalists of the standard skiers? Uh, I guess so a little bit but not not too much because we like France has a lot of amazing free skiers uh, so we're quite well known for that side of things Um well, I think I guess I get most frowned upon because I chose New Zealand and not France. So they're kind of like, oh, you traitor, you know? 
<laughs> oh man, that, that that's horrible. Now look, tell me about the inspiration to do the Olympics and going to Sochi with Dad. Yeah, um, so I guess Lexi's are like there's so many. As I said, there's amazing skiers, and so when I first started, we knew that the Sochi Olympics were going to happen. So it was already something that was kind of in my mind, and then I had the chance to um, go to Sochi with Dad because he opened a bungee site there, and um, so we went there together and I, I was able to go and watch the Olympics for the first time and that's when um, slope style was introduced to the Olympics um, and it was yeah, a pretty amazing moment being there and watching everyone throw down and I kind of looked at the level of skiing at that time and thought that I could, like, with working hard, I'd be able to achieve that. How hard was it to, to have to come back from just missing out on Pyeongchang? Uh, it was definitely hard at the start. Um, but then I think it motivated me even more to uh, to work harder, and um, and now here we are. I managed to um, qualify a little bit earlier than everyone else, um, which is pretty special to me because obviously, yeah, I missed out on last one. Uh, so yeah, for me, it was real important to do well, uh, well before the Olympics this time. And um, yes, I'm super stoked. Margo, for those that don't understand the qualification, is it simply just uh, going into events and placing as high as you can to qualify? Yeah, basically. I won't go into all the details, but you have to do really well um, and, yeah, place as high as possible and then that's when you're, I guess, seen as safe uh, to have qualified. Yeah. So where are your confidence levels going into... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a month today. It's a month today, the opening ceremony in Beijing. Where are your confidence levels? Wow. Yeah, it's coming up fast, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> um, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, I guess, like, quite relaxed for now. Like, I'm sure I'll, I'll get some nerves when I'm, like, like, on the flight or something on my way to Beijing. Um, but, yeah, feeling pretty good. Um, my, I'm healthy and I'm excited. And, yeah, like, everything, everything feels good right now and positive. So I spoke to Nico Porteous a little while back, and he wouldn't tell me anything about new tricks. Do you have anything up your sleeve? Um, I mean, I'm working on it, so we'll, I guess we'll just have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah. how long does it take to perfect a new trick in your sport? Uh, definitely a while, but sometimes, sometimes things also just click, and it doesn't take that long. And some other tricks, it'll take you like over a year. Um, so yeah, it really depends. Some come natu- like more naturally than others. Yeah. So for those of us that are going to be watching this on Prime and Sky Sport here in New Zealand, who are the big guns that you have to beat to try and medal? Um, I think there's going to be quite a few. But um, so far, in my mind, um, all the Swiss girls are definitely pretty high up there. Uh, Matilda Grimaud, Sarah Hoffland, they already have uh, Olympic medals from the last Olympics. And then um, Julia Tano had just missed out she, from like an injury, but she's doing really well this year. And then Eileen Gu, you've probably heard of her. Mm-hmm. She's been absolutely killing it in all the disciplines. Even in half pipe, she's competing in three different t- disciplines. So um, she's definitely one to watch. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of exciting peers and it should be a good show. Are uh, the family going to be there at uh, Beijing? Uh, unfortunately not. Spectators aren't allowed to come to Beijing. So they're actually um, all going to be in France at that time and they'll all be watching from home. Um, 
yeah, hopefully with some of our neighbours get um, the village involved and yeah. Yeah, everyone excited. Well, exciting times for you, Margot. Congratulations on making the Olympic team. We wish you the best of luck. And uh, go go do that new trick that you won't tell us about. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. Talk soon.